Oh, before we dive deep, let's get a couple of voicemails on uh, Rich from Cockatrice Nuggets. Uh, apparently, I, look, I'm just going to let these voicemails speak for themselves. And then after Rich, Larry, because he likes to hear the sound of his own voice. It's true. All right, guys, hit it. Katie Money. Hey, man, it's Rich. Uh, just got to say, I've worked in retail most of my life, and uh, I see my fair share of titty money. Now, when I worked in a board game store selling games and RPGs, no, not so much titty money. But uh, when I worked coffee, and I still kind of work coffee, see it every once in a while. Um, man, if you don't have, if you're going out and you don't have a place to put your four bucks for coffee, you, you put it in your titty, I guess. I don't know. Um, it, it's definitely not just black women. I have had middle class, rich uh, low-class white women in jogging suits coming from the gym. I'm like, you drove here in your car, didn't you? Um, I, I don't get it. Like, I could wring this money out. It was so bad. It's been so bad sometimes. Like, they come in, and they're in the middle of their run for their coffee, and they're dripping with sweat, and they pull out this $5 bill that, like, I don't even want to touch. Just set it on the counter, ma'am. I'll deal with it later. Don't worry. No one else is going to touch it. Okay, Howard, I got a couple questions. One is... Is pour over coffee the same as the cold brew coffee you were talking about? And uh, would you accept taint money from a guy if he whips it out from under his sack um, and offers to pay for his item? Or is that just a complete, no sir, I'm going to have to refuse? And hope to make the next gaming session. Sounds like you guys had a good time. Good morning, Goblin Stompers. Guess what? Climate change is real, and it's probably your fault. Yeah, you and your car driving and smoking your meats and... Wait, oh, wait, those are all things I'm doing. I'm, I'm fucking up the climate. It's me. I can tell you what I'm not responsible for is uh, gross overfishing. I mean, I, I enjoy the occasional bit of sushi, but I, I'm not like a hog. Anyway, we're all to blame for something. Uh, Larry, thanks for calling in on the last show. Thank you so much for asking about cold brew coffee, which I have right here next to me. As always, no, Larry is not the same as pour over coffee. And yet, strangely it is. You see, when the coffee is placed in the filter to then be, uh, you, you know, you can't just submerge a filter full of coffee into cold water. I mean, I guess you could, but this is not a good way to prepare your cold brew. So, uh, what I normally do is I, I have a filter attached to, uh, a purifier attached to the sink. And I turn the cold water on very low. And then I, yes, let that water pour over the filter, which sits inside the vessel. And it's a slow process. It takes about maybe 10 minutes, maybe. And I let the water filter down and out and down and out. And then when I get about three quarters of the way that I 
the, where I want the water, then I'll just fill the rest of the vessel up with water. Because at that point, all of the grounds have been moistened and moist. Mm. Have, you know, they're all wet. They're all juicy. They're all exuding their coffee goodness. And so at that point, um, I just plop that filter in there, pop the top on, give it a little bit of a swirl, and then uh, pop it in the fridge for 24 hours. It's a process that usually happens in the morning. I'll pour the last of my cold brew into my travel mug. I'll prep a new, I'll clean the filter, clean the vessel, and then prep a new one for the next two to three days, depending on how big of a mug I'm bringing with me. Thanks for that call. I hope that clarifies things. Again, there are a million videos on YouTube. And I am by no means the world's foremost expert on cold brew coffee. I, I may be the world's foremost uh, drinker of insane quantities of cold brew coffee. Um, there are a lot of ways to make it. There are a lot of ways to enjoy it. And thanks, Rich, for calling in about titty money. Because, yeah. Uh, okay. It's good, like, it's both good and bad to know that titty money exists across uh, social strata, you know? Um, I don't know how I really, you know, I don't know how I could feel any worse about it, you know? I, I can't, unlike you, I can't, like, tell someone to sort of leave the money on the counter no one wants to touch it because I have to take the money, I have to deal with it in some way, I don't have rubber gloves available to me, so I have to handle that titty money and... It's no fun. I mean, the only titty money that's fun is the money that you give the girl for showing you her titties. That is literally the only fun money for titty uh, exposure. You don't want under sweaty titty money to be what you have to deal with. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've had to deal with this as well. I now know that uh, not only am I not a, a, a minority of one, but uh, there must be others out there. And, and hopefully we can sort of come together and, and commiserate about the titty money. Gaming uh, was good on Sunday. It was uh, a no combat game zone, which does happen. There was much talk and uh, much forward movement as to, uh, I guess, next steps in the Sunday night game that's been going on forever and a day. Now, of course, it's not the same campaign that's been going on forever and a day, but it is the same general group of fellas that have been getting together, uh, at least the core three or four of us. Uh, poor Rich, who I, I don't think he listens to this podcast. If you do, thank you, Rich. But, uh, you know, he's just had the most awful work schedule changes and, and has not been able to join us. And this is something that plagues virtual tabletops, obviously, real tabletops as well. I mean, obviously, in the real world, you have to work and you can't make it to the game. Uh, hopefully, you know this well before uh, you actually are supposed to be at a game because a live game, you know, oh, you know, it's nothing worse than being the DM and, and two people at it, five show up. It's no fun. It's also no fun at, at the virtual tabletop. So, um, but we keep it rolling and we keep emails going through the week and, and we want to keep everybody involved, including those who can't make it because of work or other life-inflicting uh, issues. So uh, I'm not going to give like the whole crazy background of this campaign uh, that we're in now. Uh, it, it's, it's convoluted, but it's fun, and uh, it introduces a new metal 
Silverstone, which is highly magical and highly desirable. Um, and the, you know, the game starts where you know the world is in a bad way. There's dark forces at work, and uh, we've identified sort of what the dark forces mostly are, and we've identified some ways in which we can stop them, and we work to do that each and every week. Uh, what am I playing in that game? Uh, ranger. I don't play a lot of rangers. I'm playing a ranger. I'm playing a half-orc ranger. With a bit of a noble background, which is uh, strange and fun. So there's that. The Wednesday night game is uh, sparked up for tomorrow. I'm hoping we get a, a good, solid full house. I'll probably shoot out an email like, uh, Hey, how's it going? Who's coming to the VTT tomorrow night to play in AD&D First Edition on Fantasy Grounds? Um... I, I don't know that I necessarily have like any openings, but if you are, if this is something that does interest you, then give me a shout. Um, it's a good group of guys, so I'm always looking to make more gaming friends. And of course, the more people I schedule, the easier it is when a couple of people don't manage to make it, which, you know, with virtual tabletops is a little easier. You can sort of overschedule it. You don't want to overschedule people coming to your home in case everybody shows, but you certainly can overschedule a little bit uh, Fantasy Grounds or, or Roll20 so that if a couple people don't make it, it's uh, not an issue. And if everybody makes it, it also is not aggressively really an issue. You know, if you know how to manage the, well, manage the game. So. I'm looking forward to that. I, we're there uh, mid dungeon. We're uh, in, in early dungeon, so we got a crawl going on uh, this week. Or probably, I imagine this crawl will go on for at least two more weeks. Hold on, I need some coffee. At least two more weeks, depending on how fast they solve puzzles, fill their sacks with uh, with loot and uh, manage to figure out sort of what the place is, why it's here, and why it may or may not be important. Of course, they may discover why it may or may not be important and completely ignore that, which is fine, because I don't care. I'm set to to roll in any direction, you know. It's not 100% sandbox, but it should, I hope, feel somewhat sandboxy. Maybe, you know, I didn't tell them to follow the source of the earthquake to the broken up dungeony place but they did they didn't have to they could have just kept <coughs> taking a <coughs> pardon me they could have just kept hauling uh, smoked and fresh fish from the lake uh, to the town but but they didn't so there's that uh, so yeah so maybe there'll be a, a game recap at the end of the week maybe not pawn shop's been slow it's not a lot to talk about. I'm not going to bring up anything crazy. I mean, titty money is enough for one month to really hit you with uh, at the pawn shop. It's uh, It's been a slow month. July is notoriously... The summer is slow. July is notoriously the slowest month of the year uh, where customers have no money. And since they have no money, we have no money. It's a misnomer that we print the money at the pawn shop, which many people seem to think. Uh, that is not the case. Uh, when we sell things or when people redeem their vouchers for their items and we have money to give out again or buy things with, then we do. And when all the money goes out the door and none of it comes back, which is what a typical 
July can look like. That's it. There's no more money. So there you go. So we're sans, uh, we're sans much profit this month. So it's, it's, it's it tends to be a flat month. Um, we're still busy. You know, there's still people in and out of the shop. There's still questions to answer. There's still things to buy and things to do. But uh, it doesn't have this sort of impact financially that we that we would have September, October, November. You know, uh, months where there's big holidays like December. You know, like uh, like Christmas or uh, you know, Valentine's Day. Those are those are fairly big holidays for us. And at tax season, people you know they get spendy and they either get their stuff out of pawn or they. They've been looking at something at the shop, and it's still there, and they decide to grab it. So <clears throat> there's that. Uh, that's about it. Uh, it's just a short one, about 10 minutes, maybe 11. I'm going to keep it brief. If uh, if you have, again, any more questions about where to grab this cold brew stuff, don't ask me. Go to the Internet. That's what it's for. If you're listening to this, then clearly you have a way to access the Internet. So just fucking Google cold brew, for Christ's sake, Larry. Jesus. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. So you're just talking. You're just calling in to hear yourself talk. And, I'll, I, and I'm helping. I'm, I'm reinforcing that terrible behavior by dropping your voicemail at the front of this podcast. So it's partly my fault. You know, your dulcet tones, they make me happy. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have a good week of gaming. If you need to pawn something, give me a call. Game on.